From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Hi, Brunswick Northwest. My name is Anthony. Hi, JHW. I miss you so much. Staff and students at Brunswick Northwest Primary School have endured one of the longest school shutdowns in the world. Keep going out there. Have a great time in isolation, even though that's hard. Um... It's taken its toll, but to help get through it, they've set up their own community radio station. Live from lockdown. 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 I spoke to the students and their teacher, Jack Maiden, about BNWPS Radio and the role it's played in keeping the school community together. I just wanted to wish you all a good day and hope you're doing well. Jack, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, I'm the music teacher at Brunswick Northwest Primary School and uh, my job is normally to run the music dance drama classes for all the kids in the school. So can you take me back a few months to when schools first shut down in Victoria? What was that like as a teacher? Uh, Well, it's been a really unusual (laughs) series of months. I remember in term one, it was sort of building and there was the weird anticipation going around. Despite government advice, a growing number of parents are pulling their kids out of the classrooms, with many schools also taking matters into their own hands and shutting down. It was a weird time because there was a lot on the news, sort of like, are they going to close the schools, are they not? I think we've reached a stage, though, that um, the question's not if, the question now has to be when. There was sort of a few very, very tense weeks where it was very, very up in the air, and then all of a sudden, we just shut. Uh, School is going to look very different in term two. If you can learn from home, you must learn from home. Very few kids could come along to school. The kids of the essential workers, the permitted workers. Everyone was in a bit of a state of panic. It, It went from being a school of 400 plus kids all coming to school, all running around, and then pretty much overnight it was everyone at home And, yeah. Okay, so, Jack, a month after this first lockdown, Melbourne shut down again. Can you tell me about that? How was it different the second time around? It hit particularly hard because our school is in Brunswick West. We, We were in one of the suburbs that got locked down earliest. These kids in our area, I think they've had something like four or five weeks in the last six or seven months when they've been actually kind of able to to leave their house, essentially. Mm -hmm. And what has that meant for the kids at your school, missing uh, all of those lessons face-to-face? How how have they found it and how have the teachers found it too? I mean, overall, it's been pretty terrible, pretty traumatic as a sort of, as an interruption to this regular way of, of going to school and learning and I think fundamentally it's taken so many individual students and individual families off on their own little path. Um, and so, you know, there is definitely cases of of certain families and students kind of enjoying and almost essentially like flourishing. But I think I speak for the, the vast majority of the students and teachers when when I say that it's just been 
difficult and, and isolating and just pretty diabolical, really. This, this whole pandemic has really just essentially exacerbated inequalities that have already existed. I mean, it's, it, it's just a, a period of almost despair amongst a lot of teachers, just purely from the fact that it's harder to, to do all the well-being and to do, to do any of these things that we sort of naturally can do when you're with the kids. Mm. And so tell me about some of the ideas that you came up with to try and navigate your way through this as a teacher. My whole kind of um, teaching is all about singing and dancing together, doing stuff together, whole group stuff. And all of a sudden it was just on a screen. It was all pretty difficult. So when, when we did go into that second lockdown, I basically really tried to think of a way to to build a kind of connection, connection between the students and the parents as well, because there was a period there when I thought the students will be at school, but all the, the parents will be locked down. Mm. So I thought about the radio. What about the good old fashioned broadcast system? And so we got um, BNWPS radio up and running. So tell me about that, the, the Brunswick Northwest Primary School radio station. What did really start out as kind of an experiment, a side project for me, um, just seeing if it would actually kind of work. I set it up at school and and then some of the on-site kids really, you know, just took to it. Jasmine Ferguson, coming to you live. Started to get requests. So we got a requests line kind of going. Stay tuned for some funky beats. From there, it just kind of grew week on week. My, my favourite show is from Alice, the, the music captain, who started her Girls Rock what show. What an amazing song to start off with. Joni Mitchell is an amazing artist. She, um, There's quiz shows, a math show. Chris, who's the canteen lady, she had her own show. Hello, Jack. Hello, everyone. Chris's agony aunt, where she answered students' questions. Question number two. Yes. Do you know anything about dinosaurs? I do know they were big. We even did our big sort of virtual sports day called the ISO Olympics. So many well-dressed up um, house colours. It's amazing. Uh, Oh, Ruben again. Good luck, Ruben. Go for it, Ruben. So it just, it got taken in a lot of different directions, which was so beautiful to see. After the break, I'm invited onto BNWPS Radio. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. For long-time editor Winnie Dunn, there were a few rules she followed when writing her debut novel. I really don't subscribe to writing for the sake of, you know, 
trauma dumping or getting your trauma out. That's what a therapist is for. Please, <laughs> please go see a therapist. We're very pro therapy. Yeah, yeah, if that's no, if that's what you're using writing for. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's very therapeutic episode of Read This, I chat with Winnie Dunn. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the BNWPS Radio. You're streaming live at 3055. Have a good day. Okay. You go first. Oh, oh. I am Javier. My name is Micah. I'm 11 years old and I'm in grade 5. I am Andira and I am 10 years old and grade 5. Um, I was <laughs> wondering what inspired you to make a podcast? So I've been a journalist uh, for a few years now and I love the news and I love telling... What's your favourite part of your job being the host of a podcast? I think it's probably doing the interviews. So I get to interview some pretty amazing people on the show. It is time for my questions. Is it fun for you to talk about serious stuff? I did not make that question <laughs> up. Oh, my agent also knows my contents. Um... I don't know. I think parts of it are definitely fun. Um, it's fun to learn new things. But yeah, making a show itself, like that is fun, which you guys would obviously know. I mean, I, I assume you guys have fun. Do you have fun making your show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are telling the truth, are you? <laughs> so I have some questions for you now, if that's okay. Um, do you mind telling me a bit about how it all works at school and how things are different at the moment compared to to how they used to be. Well, it really is a big difference because since we're doing it on the computers, we don't really hear the teachers speak and, like, draw stuff on the whiteboard. So we're basically doing the teaching for ourselves. I, I think that remote learning is very challenging because you don't have people there to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can feel pretty overwhelming when there's, like, you know, this lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so how come you guys are at school when other kids aren't? Well, since our parents are essential workers Mm. and uh, if they both work and they're both essential, then uh, uh, nobody can look after us, so we have to go to school. In the morning when we come to school, we get um, a temperature temperature test test and sometimes we joke around saying oh do we have brains or not you know What's, as in I, like the temperature checker thing is like to check if you have brains it's kind of fun i don't get that <laughs> i don't get that but then upon entry and stuff we have to hand sanitize and before we really weren't doing that yeah <laughs> and how have you found being in lockdown in melbourne for the last few months not fun yeah, it's quite annoying. I, I don't know about Javier and Indira, but all my family is in New South Wales, so we can't really see them. One problem when we go back to the classroom is everyone's going to kind of either have changed dramatically in their like height and stuff or, you know, not really remember how to be in a classroom. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is probably not seeing my friends. That's That's basically, yeah. Mm, Mm -hmm. I think a bad thing has been, you know, the isolating bit where you can't, you know, see others or go out. And this has kind of taught everyone how much we rely on other people for a 
good well-being. So, yeah. Has there been anything good over the past few months? Well, I've taught myself watercolour and we, and we get to do this radio thing. After all of this then, will the radio show go on or will it stop? We hope so, but Jack's shaking his head. <laughs> it only kind of works because um, we usually do it in the art room, which obviously isn't being used, so when school goes back that will be used and so we won't really have any place unless we move it to your office. <gasps> Can we do that? I don't think Jack's office is big enough to fit a whole radio station, Micah. <laughs> How's it going to fit in Jack's office? <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone, for talking to me today. Mm, yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you for talking to us. Yeah, thanks for talking to us as well. Oh, this has been so great. So much gratitude. We're so, so many, So many thank yous. Yeah, um, if this was normal, we would probably be hug you or something, but we can't because it's a Zoom, <laughs> Zoom thing and, you know, COVID and all that. From one media conglomerate to another, from BNW PS Radio, live in the lockdown, really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Stay strong. Yes, thank you, you too. We're going to play some Radio Gaga now by Queen. Thank you so uh, much. Keep it there. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti, and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news today, the Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says Victoria is now winning the battle against coronavirus. The state recorded 15 new cases of the virus yesterday. Melbourne's 14-day rolling coronavirus case average is now below 30. And China has, for the first time, announced targets for reaching a net zero emissions economy. In a speech to the virtual United Nations summit, the Chinese president said China would aim to hit its emissions peak before 2030. I'm Sienna. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Elle Marsh in a position supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Big thanks to the parents, teachers and kids of Brunswick Northwest Primary School.